0: We're really progressing well as far as an industry with the knowledge of what the power of real-world data and what it can do. Um, So I just encourage everybody listening here to help do what they can to unlock more real-world data and have it be usable for our industry.
1: Welcome back to Trial Better, ERT's podcast covering all the latest news and advancements in clinical research. On this episode, we're joined by Jennifer Stacey, Senior Vice President of Clinical Sciences and Operation at Trinetics. Host Otis Johnson talks with Jennifer about the global expansion of real world evidence and how insights from this data can power safer, more diverse clinical research. Stay tuned now to listen in.
2: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Trial Better podcast. I'm your host, Otis Johnson, ERT's Vice President of Trial Oversight and Chief Diversity Officer. Today, we're excited to welcome Jennifer Stacy to Trial Better. Jennifer Stacey is Senior Vice President of Clinical Sciences and Operations at Trinetics, Inc. I'm looking forward to a great discussion with Jen about the use of real-world data in clinical development. Jen, thanks for joining us, and welcome to Trial Better.
0: Thanks, Otis. I'm happy to join you today. Thank you for having me.
2: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself?
0: Sure thing, so, well, I think we mentioned everyone that I'm currently at Trinetics as the Senior Vice President of Clinical Science and Operations, Uh, but I've been in the clinical or life sciences industry for the last 22 years. I started off in a cell signaling laboratory, developing antibody research tools for drug target and biomarker discovery. And that was back in the days where EGFR, HER2, KRAS, were all unknown uh, entities in the biomarker space. Um, and then after many years of doing that lab work, I moved on to a company called Sightline, where I had various analyst roles, eventually becoming a principal analyst, working with hundreds of pharma and CRO companies on competitive trial intelligence. And that's where I really delved into deep into the clinical trial world, working with clients on competitive landscapes, trial benchmarking, um, PI, site ID, supportive work. And then later, I moved um, into a role as a manager in the Clinical Informatics and Feasibility Group under your leadership um, at a large CRO back in the day. Um, And I was really pleased to join you and the team working with multiple data sources, including Sightline, um, as well as so many other claims and EMR data, um, working on RFI, RFPs, and responses to lots of study proposals. Um, And then finally, in that work, I really, really enjoyed it, but I realized a big piece of the missingness of using data to help better clinical trials was that patient level data. And that's where Trinetics um, came to me and I realized this was a new company that was really up to great things using a federated network of healthcare organizations um, and using their data to help advance clinical trial uh, research and planning.
2: Yeah, you and I go way back indeed, uh, uh, Jen. I've, I've even been a user of the Trinetics platform But for our audience members who aren't as familiar with Trinetics, can you share a little bit more about your organization and uh, the role that you play in the research uh, ecosystem? Absolutely. So Trinetics was founded in 2013, and we
0: were commercially launched in early 2016 after some stealth mode of building up our network and clients. Um, So Trinetics is the global health research network. And it has a SaaS on-demand patient data platform um, that includes advanced analytics, uh, downloadable data sets, and it ties to consulting services, which all falls within the purview of my team. Uh, Ternetics connects the life sciences industry to patient data from around the world. So, it really supports R&D to RWE. And this patient-level data supports rapid insight generation um, to clinical and medical publications and advanced thought leadership. Um, As our CEO says when someone joins Trinetics or to any of our users, welcome to the revolution because we're really using um, this data to help trials be conducted more efficiently, help research be conducted faster, bring drugs to the market quickly, and ultimately helping treat patients much sooner than they would otherwise.
2: Great, great, great. Um, I noticed you mentioned patient data from around the world. Looking back, Three to five years ago, there was some criticism of the non-global nature of real world evidence. Some even described it as U.S.-centric. So, how has Trinetics responded to these types of criticisms?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that—that that is correct. It's amazing how far we've come the last five years. So, when I did join Trinetics, which was five and a half years ago. Um, There was data in the U.S., and that's where we were founded. And that seems to be the case for many other similar companies or those just using data to help support their clinical trial optimization or real-world evidence generation. I think Trinetics early on knew that just having uh, a base of data in the U.S. was never going to be enough. So we early set um, our insights on expanding ex-U.S. first into the EU, and then later we were looking at, and we are currently in Asia Pacific and Latin America. So the non-global nature is very important to Trinetics. Uh, we have staffing that, are, that is overseas um, that reside in countries outside of the US, um, across Europe, Asia Pacific and Latin America to really help us build up our network of data that is truly global.
2: Uh, impressive, impressive development. Uh, I'm sure that capturing this data at a global scale comes with com- complications. What challenges have you faced during this uh, global expansion?
0: Uh, you are right, Otis. It, it hasn't been an easy task. And um, it's not the one that I'm the spearhead of, of the company, thank goodness. But I'm definitely part of the ride and watching it over these years and supporting it. I think the biggest challenge is how to get this data quickly. Um, it's not easy and it does take time. So, we organically have grown our network. We started with one site that was XUS in Europe in 2016, and then it grew to another eight or so in 2017. And then in 2018, we realized our organic growth across the globe was continuing to go. We were contracting new sites and even getting that data onboarded you know, into our master terminology and into the Trinetics platform. However, I think the, where we really addressed the challenge was Uh, In April 2018, we acquired a company called Custodics. They had an insight platform. And ultimately, they were the trinetics of Europe and had healthcare organizations that we didn't already have contracted. So it seemed like a natural fit and acquisition. And they really have blended into our company as one. So I think the organic growth that we were already, already on track with and currently embarking on to this day, combined with the inorganic growth of acquiring the Custodix's Insight platform and all their EU data, and then together continuing the organic growth, um, we really covered a lot more ground across um, the EMEA. And together with our global um, network of not just HCOs, But people, um, employees of Trinetics that now reside everywhere across the globe um, has really, really helped uh, us expand that global footprint. And it still takes time to onboard, but with more people and especially having a ex-U.S. presence and uh, boots on the ground in these other countries, it really helps the contracting go much smoother. And so more and more are joining that family of Trinetics in our network, and we're pleased to have, um, as of recently, we're now having Japan join our network. We have one third of Japan that we have their data and we're currently onboarding it and we're looking forward to releasing that soon as part of our global entity and part of our platform.
2: Wow, that's impressive. So Latin America, Europe, Asia, uh, the data set has just been expanding. Have you seen sponsor motivation to use real-world real data change over the last few years? Perhaps even response to changes like you just described of, of having more global data available.
0: Yes. I think daily I get more and more requests for XUS data um, just from the clients. It's hard to come by. Uh, I think we were, you know, the US is really saturated and we still have lots of great options. and can do a lot of great research here in the US. Um, but having access to global data, there's a high, high demand for it. I think people want to do individual country analyses. And there's just, uh, whether it's for clinical trial optimization and finding patient sites, and PIs, or if it's for real-world ge- evidence generation and just knowing how drugs are being used in different countries, um, huge, huge demand, like I said, you know, over the last few years, but especially in the last few months, I feel like we um, <laughs> we we get unlimited questions regarding it. So uh, there's definitely definitely high demand for XUS data, and we're doing our best as far as Trinetics to use the data and the network of XUS healthcare organizations to address as many questions as we can for our clients.
2: Yeah, I, I can certainly understand how having more data opens up multiple opportunities on on many fronts. Um, so, having a diverse representative mix of clinical research participants remains a challenge for the industry. How can real-world data help the industry address the ongoing issues with representation of diverse patient populations in clinical research?
0: Oh, this, is, this is a great question, Otis, and I'm so glad you asked it. Uh, so, over the last few months particularly, we've put an exceptional focus on um Diversity and inclusion with data um, at Trinetics. Uh, A colleague of mine actually uh, hosted a webinar on this exact topic and talking to our clients about how to use the Trinetics data to help with diversity inclusion in clinical research from R and D to RWE. Um, So, I highly recommend someone um, if they're interested in watching it to reach out because I'd be happy to share a link with them. But the Trinetics real-world data is is great for help understanding these patient populations. So even if you're planning a clinical trial and you would like to have a more diverse population, you can use the real-world data to see out of the patients you would recruit for your study. You know, you can look at different age distribution amongst them, race and ethnicity, and other comorbidities that might exclude certain patient populations, geographic representativity. So ahead of time, just like we would use clinical data for protocol design by feasibility just based off an inclusion-exclusion criteria, we can now do the same to help expand the trial um, and maybe picking the sites that have more diverse populations of interest that would still be eligible for the study. In um, real-world evidence generation, a same thing, we can actually use it to explore these different patient pockets that wouldn't necessarily be studied in um, RCTs. But we can actually explore these more diverse populations and how they're using drugs and reacting to treatment in the real world. So we do get a lot of um, asks for that. I'll say the ultra elderly populations, how, you know, how they're responding to a certain drug treatment or patient stratification and looking at different segments of patients from pediatric populations to oncology populations and how they are reacting to different therapies or just how their clinical Um, history is within a certain disease. So I think having all this data in large numbers of patients where you don't have to recruit in conducting these observational studies is very, very helpful for, for both clinical trial optimization and trial design to just real world evidence generation and information gathering.
2: That's really encouraging to hear, Jen. According to ERT research, as of July last year, 82% 82% of sponsors had adopted some type of virtual trial technologies into their studies. Does Trinetics have a role to play in helping sponsors run effective, decentralized, or hybrid trials? Is this another area of opportunity?
0: Absolutely. So, the consulting team um, that sits within the clinical sciences and operations team is heavily engaged with many sponsors um, in this exact ask. So I do like seeing the demand for these hybrid trials or virtual trials um, increase. So um, while we can help place, you know, work with our healthcare organizations to do these virtual or hybrid trials, um, we're also using the data to help our clients with external control arms, um, retrospective or prospective observational studies within the data parallel arms, um, and even dynamic cohort studies are are being asked for as well, just to really look for the incidence of a condition within a patient population. And a lot of these are going alongside of RCTs, but I love seeing that they can support other ways of conducting a study um, that doesn't always involve enrolling patients the old fashioned way. Um, More and more um, virtual, hybrid, and other observational types of studies with the data are all being included in clinical research today. And we're really happy to support our clients in doing so. Uh,
2: indeed, um, as you speak, I just realized that the opportunity is just um, just endless with this type of uh, data. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with our audience?
0: Yeah, I do. Um, I really think you know we're really progressing well as far as an industry with the knowledge of what the power of real world data and what it can do. Um, so, I just encourage everybody listening here to help do what they can to unlock more real-world data and have it be usable for our industry. So um, the more access we have with governance and security and compliance that needs to be there, um, the better our research is going to be. The demand is increasing across the industry and regulators are now accepting more RWE submissions and producing more guidelines on how to do it appropriately that they'll accept. Um, And then, you know, from patients to healthcare organizations, we need to get more permission to use their data. So, as a patient myself, I always give permission that my data can be used for different research purposes because I do want to help, you know, patients down the road and research advance. So, I encourage others to do the same. And, you know, just making sure it's still continued in a de-identified or some sort of protected or consented manner. But if we all allow our data to be used um, in these different types of purposes, it will allow for bigger populations to research. It will be less costly for the industry um, compared to randomized control trials, which ultimately should help reduce drug costs in the end. Um, research can be conducted quicker through real-world data versus having to enroll patients. And I'll also, again say go the old-fashioned way with our CTs. And really just using more and more data in our research whenever we can, just seems like the most ethically sound way to keep moving forward um, in this drug development continuum.
2: That's a great call to action, uh, Jen. We all have a role to play in accelerating the development of these life-changing medications. There you have it, Jennifer Stacy, Senior Vice President of Clinical Sciences and Operations at Trinetics Inc. Thanks so much for joining us on Trial Better. This has been a really interesting and insightful discussion on the tremendous opportunity to leverage real-world data to propel clinical development. This is your host, Otis Johnson. As always, thanks to our audience for tuning in. Please remember to comment, rate, or review Trial Better on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast channel. You can also reach us at trialbetter at ERT.com with any questions or suggestions. We'll see you next time on the Trial Better podcast.
1: We hope you enjoyed this conversation on ERT's Trial Better podcast. Thanks so much to Jennifer and Otis for an awesome discussion on the potential of truly global, real-world evidence. To stay up to date on all the latest content from Trial Better, subscribe to Trial Better on your favorite streaming platform questions or comments? Email trialbetter at ERT.com. Until next time, thanks for listening to Trial Better.